couple weeks ago. If you weren't here a couple of weeks ago, you missed the starting point, okay? Uh, what we're digging into, and we're taking a little bit of a journey here, uh, we're talking about God and gender. And we're not talking just about, well, what are the roles of men and women in the church? We're, we're digging into the Bible, and we're really looking at this as how did God make men and how did God make women, okay? And, you know, this is one of those things, man, this can be tough, this can be emotional, this can be, you know, as I'm studying and reading and all of these kind of things, there's a lot of times, man, where it's just like, wow, this is hard, right? And here's hopefully what we'll do is, look, just look around right here, look at who you're sitting next to, look behind you, look in front of you, okay? Here's one of the things that hopefully you're always committed to in the body of Christ, okay? Is that, man, as we study the Word of God, man, we are, we are taking this journey together. Man, we're going to be arm in arm, all right? Because sometimes what can end up happening is, is we start studying things, and we start challenging ourselves, and it's really easy to go, man, I'm going to pull back a little bit. Hey, let's help each other. Okay, let's encourage one another. Here's what we're going to talk about a class tonight, just like two weeks ago. Then I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to go back and study some more. Okay, this isn't just going to be tied up in this neat bun. But here's the thing is we're going to be moving forward on this and we're going to be going through, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago we talked about what is a mature manhood. We're going to talk about what does it look like for mature, what was God's plan for mature womanhood. Okay, we're going to talk about what God's plan was and is. For church and family. What is this plan as, as a single person? We're going to try to exhaust a ton of really important questions, okay? Because there are a lot of questions. And, and here's what I'm going to ask you to do, just like I did a couple weeks ago, is, is that is, is I need some grace as well, okay? Because it's really easy to go, man, I, like Keith said, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, man, we're, we're going to walk through this together, okay? And we're not going to give all the answers at one time, but we're going to build a foundation, you go, well, where are we going with this? Like, what, is, is the goal just to have more information at the end? Remember on Sunday, so we've been talking about what Jesus said just this last week in John 10. He said, I've come to give you life to the full. There's no one sitting in here right now that would say, I don't want that. There, there isn't a one of us that would say, no, 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 I don't want a full life. All right. Jesus said, I came to give you a full life, okay? And here's one of the things is, digging into the Word of God and trusting Him, seeing what's His blueprint for these things. What's He say? Right? Um, putting faith in that. Right? And so, uh, so as we dig in, write down questions. I really do encourage you to take notes. The um, class from two weeks ago is up online, so you can go and listen to that if you missed it. Um, and like I said, we're just going to keep going. This is just kind of an open-ended kind of series that we're going to do because we do want to spend time really digging in and teaching this yet. Is this one going to be on Martin? Yeah, yeah, it will. Yes, it will. So anyway, starting out here, um, so one of the things I share is we dig into the Bible at any time, okay? So there are issues that we talk about when it comes to the um, LGBTQ community. There, there are um, issues we talk about, like we're talking about gender. We talk about sexuality. We talk about things that can be maybe highly emotional at times. This is one of the things that I always want to share as you work through this, okay, is 
identify, and this is a really good thing, what are some of my own triggers? Okay, what are the words that somebody could say that would infuriate me to the point where I would stop listening, I would stop digging in, I would stop studying, okay? And this is a responsibility I'm handing over to you, okay, is to go, okay, what are the things, as we talk about men and we talk about women and we talk about roles and we talk about culture and society and all these things, what are some of those trigger words? I'll give you an example, submission. I want you to constantly, continually ask yourself, what does God's word say? That's our blueprint, right? That's the one that we get to go, okay, life to the full. God is going, here you go, man. It's right here in front of you. Oftentimes it becomes challenging, and many of us in here, we've studied the Bible and found out, man, there are some things we've grown up learning. And God, wow, that's not in the Bible, all right? And so the goal isn't, how can I get the Bible to conform to me, all right, but how can I conform myself to God's word? Okay, just remembering that. And here's the bottom line here, okay, because this is where sometimes Christianity gets astray. Right? We talk about hard things and we talk about controversial things. And sometimes it's really strange to me. As Christians, we feel like my viewpoint then is a license to treat people poorly. That's not okay. And what I mean by that is, is whenever we talk about anything controversial, is the idea of there is a consistent principle of how we treat people if we're going to follow Jesus. Okay? And so that's one of the things always remember because there can be passion on a whole lot of sides. Remember, what did Jesus call me to do? How did he call me to treat people? And so I always, I, these are kind of three principles I always share when we're talking about some different things like this. So said this, goal is not to make the Bible conform to me, but to conform myself to the Bible. Some of these things, okay, some of these issues they seem, these are really deep waters. Okay, like, like, oh man, some of this stuff is really hard. Some of these verses are really difficult. What I'm going to share with you is the things that we're learning these past couple weeks is really, it's really elementary teaching. Okay, it, it's elementary teaching. And I don't want you to look at this and feel bad and feel hurt and all of these things, but... I think this is one of the reasons why we preach over and over and over again is love your Bible, be in your Bible, spend time in your Bible, learn the Bible, get to know God in your Bible. Don't just spend a few minutes a day because here's the thing, when, when, we, when we kind of are superficial in the Word, then things that are elementary seem very deep, okay? And, and listen, this topic that we're talking about, man, it goes deep, 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 okay? We're talking about very superficial principles, although still difficult, right? We're answering these questions, okay? This was a question uh, from last or two weeks ago. What does it mean to be a man and not a woman? All right? I love this. This was presented, uh, one of the things, John Piper, that was one of his challenges that he would say to parents. He would say, you know, if your son came up, if your Reese came up to me and said, Dad, what does it mean to be a man and not a woman? We're almost exclusively without an answer. I want you to think about it if your child came up to you. Mom, what does it mean to be a woman and not a man? All right. what, what does that mean? And, and we get in a little bit of trouble here because we start, we start categorizing people with qualities that everyone should have. These aren't masculine or feminine qualities, you know? So 
So if the answer you were thinking of is, well, you know, uh, honey, as, as my daughter, you're, you're caring and compassionate. No, 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 no. Listen, my son needs to know that. All right? Mature, intelligent, a person of integrity, useful, hardworking. Okay, these aren't masculine and feminine. And sometimes that, that's where we get caught up as we go, man, we just kind of, you know, left this. We don't know what to answer. We're going to keep digging into this. If you didn't write this down last time, I love it. Genesis 1.27. You know what's crazy? <clears throat> Most of the time when we talk about early chapters of Genesis, we want answers to questions like, is the, is the 24-hour day of creation? Is it, what about Noah's Ark? Where did Noah's Ark end up? And what about the Tower of Babel? Was it a real tower or was it this or all of these things? And we're missing out on some very, very deep foundational principles that... God created humankind in his own image, and we have to stop there for a second. God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Right? We, we live in a world that's saying there's no difference between men and women. But God said, no, actually there's two distinct genders that I'm creating because that's how I'm going to display my entire glory. God said, I'm not, it's not just going to be in one person that I create. It's going to be in both. And that's a beautiful thing. It's the entirety of knowing God. And sometimes we have to sit and go, man, let me just think about that for a minute. Because to God, men and women matter. To God, he was like, no, that's how, that's how people will see my fullness. Okay? This, is a, this is just a beautiful passage of scripture right here we're trying to kind of we talked last or two weeks ago um, if you remember when we talk about roles okay this is one of those things where we can get ourselves into trouble as well because we go oh well this the roles are based on competency but they're not they're they're roles based on how god intended men and how god intended women to be, okay? They're not competency-based. It isn't, well, men are competent and women aren't, or vice versa. That's not any of the things that we'll be discussing, okay? So, we're getting into this today, all right? And uh, if a couple weeks ago you thought, man, that was really great. Those guys really got it, man. (laughs) That was pretty phenomenal. Love sitting there, listening, right? Hey, guys, do you remember, remember, I, I put up three words. Do you remember what those words were? Provider, initiator. Initiator, protector, provider, right? I hope that's been going through your head, okay, is that you bear this primary responsibility, okay? Here's the thing is, guys, and, and, and I'll just say this, many of the scriptures we read are in the context of husbands and wives, all right? That doesn't leave out singles. Here's why. Your marriage ceremony doesn't turn you into someone different. Okay? You see what I'm saying? It's like, oh, no, no. Yeah, this guy, he's not an initiator, a provider, a protector. He's a consumer. He's a taker. But once we say I do, he'll change. No, 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 no. This is us, okay, who we are, okay? We're going to talk about this a little bit. Turn over to Ephesians 5, 22. I'm going to jump right in here. I 
want you to I want you to picture what it was like when God was creating man and woman. Yeah, think about that. Right? And, and God going, these two, these, they're gonna be in, in my image. Can you imagine how pleased God was with that? Can you imagine? I mean, it's it's one of those things where you have God who's perfect, God who look at nature, look at the beauty that He creates. He goes, but these two. But these two right here. <clears throat> Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. <clears throat> How about we stop? <laughs> and I want you to think about this. I don't want you to go off in all kinds of different directions. I want you to think about this, okay? Because here, here's the reason why is, is, is there oftentimes as many strong opinions about this. What I'm challenging you with is, are your strong opinions based on the Bible? Okay, Agreeing, I mean, just knowing information doesn't make us submissive. If you're thinking right now, but Keith, right before this it says, everyone should submit to everyone. Well, that's true, and that's a different class. Okay, You see, you see what we can do? We can deflect like crazy. Like, no, 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 Keith, you don't understand. And we have oftentimes this idea in, my, in, in our head of, wow, we just transported ourselves back to the dark ages here. Um, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. This is a tough one. Here's what you can't forget. If you are married to a man, if you're married to a disciple of Jesus who is not a consumer, okay, who is, who, who is an initiator, He's a protector. He's a provider for his family. He, he takes it seriously not to lord it over because remember in Ephesians what it said later, it said this is like Christ in the church. Christ who died for the church. So if you're married to a man who is saying, no, I take being a servant leader seriously. Like I'm going to continue to die to be an initiator, a leader, a provider, a protector. Okay. He says, here's what I want you to do. Submit to that leadership. Okay, We're going to stop for one second on this because here's the deal. This is quite a dating scripture right here. Okay, so if you want to get married one day and you're not, this is quite a dating scripture. You're going, hold on a minute. Uh, Ladies, if you're a disciple, here's what you don't get to do. Well, I'm married to this bozo. And he ain't leaving. Something that should have been thought about before the wedding. Okay, I'm being serious about this. This isn't, we're not messing around. I'm, and, and this isn't just, hey, do this, what, what this, we're talking about God going, this is how important this is, okay? Is that it's not messing around time for guys and it's not messing around time for women because, because at the end of Ephesians 5, it says, this is how people are going to see the church modeled. Okay, I mean, this is really serious. And so the question you have to ask yourself is, man, how well do I do with this? Now, now remember, here's what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about a process, right? We're talking about a process. We're not talking about snapping our fingers and going, boom. If I'm not perfect now, I'll never be that way. No, we're going, come on. We're on this journey together. The guys, you want to know what? You had your time a couple weeks ago, and we've got a long ways to go, and so do the ladies. You know why? Because we're fallen. We're sinners. 
Okay, we want to learn how to do this. Wives, submit to your husbands as God created. Man and woman, he said, listen, here's your, your role on the team is submission to your husband. You can turn over to Genesis 2. It's, much, it's, so, it's quiet today. It's, 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 it was rowdy a couple weeks ago, man. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Genesis 2.15, okay? Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to watch over it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. And then the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper as his complement. All right, that's awesome. We're right from the words of, of, of God himself. He says, listen, here's the deal. A fella, guys, not good to be alone. And this isn't just about marriage. It's just not good to be alone. You gotta have some alone time. I get that. Okay. But man, it's not good to be alone. He said, I'm gonna make you a helper. And I remember a few years ago, this was a huge like conference talk. Was is anybody here remember the big word that used to be thrown around all over the place? The easer. I understand I'm not pronouncing it correctly. I, I totally get that. But you understand what I'm talking about. Right. That was like this huge thing. But here's the thing about it is that was like a huge thing because it was like, yes, that's what I'm going to be. Because that meant helper. A helper suitable. Okay. A helper suitable. And that was like, man, we heard it. I know in Florida, we heard it all over the place. It was everywhere. I mean, in the fellowship, I'm just trying to be an Ezer. I'm just trying to be an Azer. I'm just trying to be whatever it is. You know, I'm not Hebrew. But, um, you know, and it was just kind of that thing of constantly... Like, this is what I'm trying to do because this is what God said. It's good. I'll make a helper as a compliment. And we oftentimes forgot to stop and go, hold on. He made me a helper, a compliment to my husband. A helper. Okay, we're going to come back to this. First Peter 3. First Peter 3. First Peter three, verse three. Your beauty should not consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles, like the wearing of gold ornaments or fine clothes. Instead, it should consist of what is inside the heart, with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is valuable in God's eyes. For in the past, the holy women who put their hope in God beautified themselves in this way. That's an amazing passage right there. He said, in, in the past, the holy women who put their hope in God. Now, guys, here's the thing. This should be a beautiful quality in sisters, in who you want to marry. A beautiful quality. And, and oftentimes you go, gentle and quiet? Heck no. No. I'm not going to be gentle and quiet. No, I'm not going to be that in, and, and, and 
there's this kind of rising to the surface of anger before we even know what it means. Before we even know what it means, okay? He says, but here's the deal. Ladies, humble, meek. He said, this is what's beautiful, humility, meekness. It's this idea of not weak. Meek is not weak. Meek is powerful under the authority of Jesus. Okay? Uh, one of the greatest examples uh, Ben used about a year ago, right? It's like, it's like a stallion, you know? And it's that idea of when a stallion is under the control of the rider. It's a powerful animal, but it's under the control of the rider, okay? And this is it. It's coming under the control. That's meekness of God. That's a beautiful thing. A quiet spirit is peaceful spirit. This isn't quenching your personality. This is not about quenching a personality. This is, here's the thing is, is very few people get this of going, man, I'm humble and peaceful. I mean, we definitely see this on social media, right? The opposite. (laughs) Fighting, jumping in, jumping to conclusions, okay? And so here's just this, we just used a few passages right here to go, oh man, you know what? Um, we're, we're painting a little picture here when God said, woman, and this is how she's going to help and compliment, man, this beautiful creation in submission, right? In gentle and quiet spirit. Here's submission right here, okay? You ready? Because here's, here's, here's what we're talking about. Is we're going to be a team or we're not going to be a team. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. We can fight and argue all we want. We're going to be a team or we're not. And here's the deal is, is submission is, will I yield to the leadership of my husband? Am I doing that as a single person? Do I yield to the leadership of the young men? I, I'm not talking about somebody being told what to do everywhere. I'm talking about, am, do I yield or am I the one that has to take charge and it's going to be my plan? Okay. This is tough. This is difficult right here. What else do these passages tell us? Is that, do I affirm the leadership of my husband? Do I affirm that? I'm with you. Listen, you lead, I'm here. We're helping, let's go. That we affirm it. Now here, let me, I'm going to put the brakes on just a little bit. Here's a Christian thing that can happen. We can say these things and be the complete opposite. Okay, I can come to church and go, listen, I, I, can I share this? Because I affirm my husband's leadership. I heal to my husband. He's the leader and then... You go home and you close the door and you're like, honey, you better, you better get over, you know, and you're just the complete opposite. That can happen. It does happen. Often times it happens where, where, and the same with guys, okay? We talked a couple weeks ago. It's really easy to talk a good game. We're talking about here, ultimately, we're submitting to God's plan, right? We're submitting to his purpose. And am I a help, okay? So here's what this looks like, okay? 
man and woman. It's this, it, the guy is going, listen, I'm dying. I'm going to die to serve you, to be a servant leader, to take personal responsibility, to initiate, to not sit back for you to tell me what you want me to do. But we have a plan. We're going to talk. Remember that word we used last week? One of the best words that a leader can use is, hey, let's do this. Let's sit down and talk about this, okay? We're not talking about oppression. We're talking about a servant leader that's going, hey, let me draw you out. Right? Because remember the church? Remember how God made the church? Radiant. And you go back to Ephesians 5. It says God made the church radiant. Okay, And so here's the hard work for us. It's really easy to have a picture in your mind of a guy sitting on the sofa, watching ESPN, telling his wife to get dinner on the table, and come and bring me something, and all these things. And we have to, we've got to go, hold on, let me erase that. And picture my husband going, come here, hey, let's talk about this. Hey, here's, listen, let's bring the family down here. How are we going to do that? Okay. How are we going to do that? And I'm a protector and a provider and I'm taking responsibility. And the lady is going, yes, I'm with you. Listen, I don't have to try to usurp your authority. I don't have to try to get in there. I don't have to try to talk over you. I affirm your leadership. How can I help? This, this together, and, and married couples, this is what we should be modeling, all right? Because just talking about it, you can have all kinds of thoughts in your mind. But when it's modeled, you know, this is a beautiful thing. This is a great thing right here. Whew, it's scary, though. Okay, here's the thing. Some, some guys, this is what it's easy to do. You know what's really scary? Responsibility. You know what's really scary? Leadership is scary. It's scary to lead. It's scary to put yourself out there because you, you put yourself out there and it's like, man, well, if I'm wrong, I, how embarrassing is that? And, and how goofy is that? And I look like a fool and all these things. It's, you want to know what the, the leader, the head goes ahead. Okay? It's scary. Here's what has happened, unfortunately, I feel like. In... Oftentimes, the Christians attempt to like undo like oppressive masculinity. What we'll do is we'll go, okay, well, no, no, no. My wife is a better leader than me. Let me sit back and let her go. Okay, that's code for I don't want to take responsibility. I'm scared to go out front. I'm scared because I'll have to maybe study my Bible more. I may have to, I may have to step out on faith. I may have to be courageous. Because I'm going, family, come with me. That's to my children. Come with me. All right? That's, that's why this can be a little bit scary. And so even in the backward sense of trying to be very sensitive, we can give up the role that God gave us to have. And as you can tell as we talk about these things, man, there's a lot of opportunity for bad things to happen. Right? A lot of opportunity. Right? Because you can go, well, what if my husband isn't going to leave? What if, my, what if the guy I'm dating, what if, what, you know, because what we're talking about, even what we're talking about dating, okay, is we're talking about, you've got to discern even if they're disciples, you have to discern this. Just because somebody's a disciple doesn't mean that they're this. This takes prayer. I, here's the thing for me that I love about this. It gets me to a place of going, God, I just, you, God, you have to lead me. 
Because things in a family, things in a church, things in a group, things in a ministry can fall apart in a hurry when leadership breaks down. Okay. Yield, affirm, help. Mature manhood. The man's divine calling to take primary responsibility for Christ, for Christ-like servant leadership, protection, and provision. Biblical submission is a woman's divine calling to honor and affirm her husband's leadership and help carry it out according to her gifts. Sums it up. I love that. I like that right there, okay? Here's what I'm not saying. We, we haven't even got to questions. We haven't even got to, well, what about this? And what about Deborah? And what about Priscilla? And what about single moms? And what about all that? We, listen, we're not even there. We're not going down that path yet. But we're starting with a foundation. Okay? If we could sit down with God, and this is an imperfect lesson, okay? But if we could sit down with God and ask him the question, when you made a woman, what did it mean that you made a woman and not a man? And what did it mean when you made a man and not a woman? If we could talk to God about that, he would say these things. He would say, listen, I want you to take a look at the church. I want you to take a look at Jesus dying. I want you to take a look at the radiant bride, okay? I want you to take a look at these things. This is a a beautiful thing when people are working together. But it becomes really messed up when we diverge from this. It becomes messed up, right? Our goal isn't to convince this is the only thing, this is the right thing. This is, it's not about information. It's not about information. As, as I present these things, I don't feel like I have to compete against anyone. I don't have to compete against the world. I don't have to compete against another church. I, it's God's word, and we're going, here it is. And in the end, it isn't just enough for us to come up with an answer that God is pleased with. It's to look at it and go, you know what, though, God? What you made is good and beautiful. What you made is good and beautiful when, in, in every aspect. When you talk about purity, that's good and beautiful. All right. When you said don't have sex before marriage, just because that's good and beautiful. Right? And it's this idea of it's not just information, it's this, a, it's this idea of being able to look, look to your right and look to your left and go, man, God made a beautiful thing. God made a beautiful thing. You don't know who's messed it up? The world's messed it up, though, right? The world's messed it up because the world is, is telling us, well, don't listen to these things because what this is about is telling women they're not competent. What this is about is telling women that they're not able. What this is, no, 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 no. It's saying, here's the team. This is not about competency. This isn't about keeping women down. This isn't about not allowing your spouse to express her spiritual gifts. It's not about those things. It's in fact, when it's like this, you want to know what happens? Your bride is radiant. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I mean, that's what you want in the spouse, right? You go, oh, man, there's nothing better. Nothing makes me happier than go, my wife is radiant. And I can tell you, when I'm being a numbskull, she's not radiant. It's, it's my responsibility. Right? And, and that happens. And I've got to go, man, oh gosh, you know, I've got to repent. Man, I've got to get on this. It's scary. It's intimidating. And the world, guys, the world is telling me, man, you just back up. Back up on your heels. Don't push this too hard. And I'm saying, no, man, let's embrace what God said is beautiful. 
about this, right? We'll come to that in a second. So this class, as I shared before, this is simpler than the guys' class. This is easier than the guys' class. Here's one of the things, remember. Remember when we were talking a couple weeks ago about the guys? You remember? And, and I, I saw it in your eyes. Some of the ladies, you were like, yes, yes, this is all, yes, this is incredible. Okay? Here's the challenge. The same here. Yes! Woo, man, that is hard because you're going, no, I don't want to yield because, man, guys are numbskulls and I'm not letting that joker leave me. And he doesn't know what he's talking about going, no, 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 no. Because here's the thing is, you want to know what comes down to that? That's a very easy way to go. I'm just going to be disrespectful. Okay? It's very, you know what's easy to do sometimes is, okay, I'll yield and then I'm going to tell everyone why I think that was a stupid idea. That's not yielding. That's not teamwork. It isn't. It's not pleasing to God to do that. It's going, man, I'm with him. Through thick and thin, we're together. And hopefully you talk about your plans. <laughs> okay? You got, there's problems if you're not talking about them. Okay? There's problems if you're not going through those kind of things. But we've got to fight that. Because just like the guys have to fight this, this fear of being insecure and like pulling themselves away, it's, for, for the ladies, it might be really tough to go, okay, man, I'm going to yield joyfully. And this is pleasing to God. I, I don't have to steer this boat. Man, you know, when me and Abby talk, it's not understand what we're not saying. I don't walk in the house and go, this is what we're doing. <laughs> you hear me? You know, no. We're like, hey, let's talk about this. What do you think about this? Hey, let's go back and forth. Let's, and you want to know what? Oftentimes, Abby's ideas are way better than my ideas. Okay? That doesn't mean she's leading. Okay? That means we're working as a team. That means we're going, oh, man, that was better than my idea. Okay, here, what about this? See what I'm saying? We're working together on this, okay? But at the end, it's got to go, yeah, you know what? My husband's not a numbskull. And I'm not going to treat a man that way. And guys, I'm not going to treat a woman that way either. I'm not going to treat a woman in a way that's not pleasing to God and order people around and be harsh and, and unloving and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. It's this idea of I'm dying daily to serve my wife, to serve sisters. Okay. And then the other side of it is this yield, affirming I'm with you. I am with you on this. How can I help? Okay? You wonder what? This ends up happening even in, in groups. Is we stop the, having the heart of going, how can I help? What can I do? Hey, can I help you? Oh, the chairs need to be done. Oh, you need to help carry the baby in? Oh, you need, how can I help? Oh, you're studying the Bible with somebody? Can I help? Right? We've, we've kind of lost that as something that's a really good thing. All right? Because this is how God created it. Tough. How tough is this? But we're going to take a couple minutes here. What do you think? Anything where you're going, can you clarify that a little bit, Keith? Hey, I mean, one thing I was thinking about is um, it's kind of even in the whole topic of submission that the Bible doesn't just describe this relationship. Like, this is our relationship with Christ. 
this is our relationship with leadership of inside the church and outside the church and it's um right because it's interesting because we can do this all as like i don't know obviously like in this case it is about gender but like yeah. this is for all of us and yes. like, i don't know lots of us can um I don't know, like whether it's submitting to like government authority or this or that. Ooh. Like, there's still the call. It is good in God's sight. In yes. The context is so. It's not just this one. Well, we're we're looking at this very narrow kind of slice right here, okay? But there is the Bible talks about submission many times in different ways, and I'm telling you, it's ingrained inside of us, all of us. I don't want to yield to anyone. I don't trust anyone. So yeah, well said. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss that later, okay? But here's some of the things I want you to think about as you ask questions is what do you think? I want you to ask that question yourself because you go, hold on a minute. If and, and you can open your Bible to Ephesians 5 right here and go, okay, well here here's the blueprint right here. Talk about wives submit to your husbands. Husbands love your ch- uh, love your wives, just like Christ loved the church. He made the church without spot or wrinkle, holy and blameless. He loved the church like his own body. No one ever hates his own flesh, but provides and cares for it, just as Christ does the church. That, those are the kind of things we have to hold on. A the world is telling me that this must be okay in Christianity to be oppressive and abusive. Okay. But when we go back to God's word and go, hold on a minute, it doesn't say that at all. <clears throat> so, so part of that is a, maybe a deeper answer, but there's a very simple answer, too, of going, no. And this is even part of as we get to know one another, we're talking about in terms of marriage, as you get to know somebody, you go, man, he's like a big old caveman. Like, a, oh, like he doesn't listen to me. He's All of these things, is, here's what you do. You go, man, bro, go talk to some guy, please, and I'm not dating you anymore. Okay, because again, it's it's not one of those things to go, man. That, but that guy is so cute, man. He is so cute, and he does have a quiet time each day. He does have a quiet time each day. He he does do that, and he comes to church almost every week. And that's what our marriage is going to be great because nobody's going to tell me any different. Okay, and and then and then it becomes a self-inflicted wound because this happens in the church even. And you go, why is my marriage like this? <laughs> it was just like that in your dating relationship. Right? And so just simply Ephesians 5 go to it. Hey, this isn't what he's talking about here. If you're in any kind of abusive relationship, get out. Okay, that, that's the truth right there. I was thinking about what you said, that um, that's a that's a conversation that you have before you get married. Sure. And I think that um, um, it goes back to that First Peter um, scripture that you mm-hmm. talked about, that we are disciples before we are married people, mm-hmm. and we are each point. held responsible for our own relationships with God. Mm-hmm. And regardless if we're married or not, we have our own personal responsibility before God. And I think sometimes we like to use marriage as an excuse for not following the scriptures. Because, mm-hmm. because, and that's not okay. No. Um, it's, it's like, when I die, I'm not going to be able to say, well, because, or, no, it's my relationship with, my personal relationship with God, and my personal relationship with God 
should make my relationship with my husband stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, but again, we can't have that responsibility for another person's relationship with God. We have to have our own responsibility for our own personal relationships with God. And I think where, when it comes down to whether or not we're willing to follow the scriptures, that's, that's a conversation we have to have with God. Because where it comes down to obeying the Bible, it's, that's, that's where you have to ask yourself, do I trust God? Mm-hmm. And if you trust God, then you're willing to obey what he says. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it really does come down to um, making Jesus Lord of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ultimately, um, God is truly in charge. God is in charge of Jesus. Jesus is in charge of his church. Jesus also is in charge of man who really is supposed to be really helping us in our relationship. And it all just works together. And of course, that's another lesson. It goes deeper. And, it, and I think where, um, I think, you know, we can't take everything out of context either because what you're talking about goes into all the other stuff that we'll talk about at another time. Sure. But it just, I think, um, kind of hearing um, the question that was asked, I think it's, it's a very good question. But I think it goes back to really trusting the scriptures, and and um, and and remembering that that the scriptures don't conflict each other, that they do actually um, tell a full picture when we read it in context. Absolutely. So to your point, here's one of the things that I think is a little different here, though, is is that is that we have our response, we we are responsible for ourselves, but. The scriptures hint to the idea of, you want to know what? The guy is going to be responsible as well. And so there is that idea of going, we do. And that's the essence of this at its foundation is, if I'm going to surrender to the scriptures, this is what the scriptures say, and this is how we'll be, okay? And so that's that's really the thing about this. But this is why it's so weighty, because it does come down to salvation in so many ways, right? What does this look like What does this look like? Okay, well, this is definitely going to be another, this is going to be another class we use, but much of what we talk about up here, again, as we talk about it in the sense of a marriage relationship, okay, and just one of the things I shared before is, is you don't turn the switch on on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not like you, so it's that idea, how do I practice that now? Right. Mm-hmm. How do I practice that right this second? No matter who I am as a disciple, how do I practice these attitudes, okay? And so this is where there's a responsibility, even guys in the campus ministry. Are you just usurping your responsibility and letting the ladies do everything? Okay? If these are the attitudes that we're talking about. Going, no, we're not messing around with this, guys. Like, lead, initiate, provide, protect, bear the responsibility. Don't sit back and go, hey... Oh, man, our girls are really fired up. Oh, I'm sorry. And the reason I brought up first Peter is because I know women who um, became Christians and their husbands didn't make the decision to do that. But yet they were still held responsible <laughs> to those scriptures. Yes. And because of their relationship with God and their, and their husbands always talk about how they really did win them over mm-hmm. by the gentle and quiet spirit yes. that they had and their righteousness before Christ. And I think sometimes we don't realize how we win people over just by yes. just making sure we're Absolutely. just being Christians. That's a great point. So I'll give you another example. So 
I had been a Christian for all of like six or seven months, okay? We were at a midweek, and we actually split up, and, um, and we, I don't, Mike, you weren't in my group, man. Maybe it was longer than six months or whatever. Maybe it was closer to a year. And I remember I was supposed to be leading one of the groups, okay? And so I, I go up into the room, and the group is there, and there's Ann Lucas in my group, okay? Now, that's the, the, the leader's wife is in my group, okay? She's like, you know, royalty, man. I mean, she's sitting there. And so I'm sitting there at the table go, looking at her going, <laughs> what you got, Ann? You know? And Ann's looking at me going, what you got? <laughs> Lead this thing. Okay? And I was like, uh, uh. Yeah. But, but here's the deal is, is, man, that was like, that was right there was like, you want to know what? This was her in a very quiet way. I felt like her going, dude, lead. Okay? They said, you're leading this group. <laughs> and I'm sitting going, but I'm so intimidated. <laughs> what if I say something to her? She goes and tells her husband. Okay? But it's the idea of, obviously, we weren't in a marriage relationship. But there was this idea of going, man, we're, we're here in the church, man. We're talking about leading a group in the church. Right? And, and that was stunning to me as a young Christian. So I'm going, oh, boy. I was just like, sweet, I'm an Anne's group. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, as you're talking about this, and sometimes it smacks us in, 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 the, in the face of some of this teaching. Yeah. Uh, I'm reminded in Matthew 19 when the Pharisees asked Jesus about divorce, yeah. and he gave the answer, here's what God says. Yeah. And their reaction was, well, if this is the case between a man and his wife, it's better not to marry that was the disciples responding. <laughs> and you're going, whoa, okay. Right. <laughs> so in some of those cases, we actually have to really think through where our natural desires and tendencies are versus what God is looking for and at for us to have the abundant life. So in this case, they want to be able to leave a relationship for any and every reason. And God says no. And you go, well, then maybe I don't want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'll show you. Yeah. There you go. I'll show you. That's great. I was just, <clears throat> just going to say how much I appreciate you talking about this. You know, we've been married a year and a half, and I feel like this is something I struggled with as a single, and I struggled with while we were dating, and, um, I remember while, when I was engaged, just studying this out and forming conviction. Yeah. That's so hard to really learn and practice. And I think I'm getting there slowly, but I, I really appreciate how you talked about what a beautiful thing it is to you. Because I think that, at least for me, seeing that has transformed so much my view of it. Of like, this is an amazing thing and a good thing. And um, you know, and I think I've realized that when I am not submissive, it comes out of a place of fear. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not coming from a place of strength. It's coming from yeah. a desire to control something because I'm scared. Um, and that's my reaction. Um, like in First Peter, you know, it talks about wives being afraid. And um, so I was just going to say, you know, this is some that's definitely relevant for me starting out. But I just appreciate you talking about this. I think it's a great perspective to talk about the beauty in it. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to continue to dig in. Here, here's one of the things I hope we really don't get lost on here is I, 
my hope is that every single one of us goes back and just digs into God's Word. Okay, I mean, really, we started out very simply, just a couple of passages. Really, for men and for women. Could we have gone 10 or 12 or 14 deep? Of course we could have. All right? But really starting out in a way that going, okay, I can, I can put my fork in that right there. And I can start digging into this. And I can start digging into my own character because, because it's one of those things where, yeah, you, we're talking about the ladies today, but you know what? Man, some of you guys a couple weeks ago, man, and I was feeling it too, this really creates a lot of insecurity to see what God has called us to be. This isn't easy for anyone, okay? This is, I mean, you were talking about Satan messing some things up. I mean, this is where Satan's going to get in there. You go, man, if I can mess up a family, if I can mess up groups, if I can mess up people, no one will, no one will want to become disciples because Jesus said, they'll know you're my disciples by your love for one another. Okay. Any, any other questions? I was thinking, similar to what Jules was saying, just... I don't know, it is just how beautiful it is, and I think, like, in the time that we've been married, when I when I look at couples that I really admire and respect, and, like, man, I want to be around them, I want to learn from them, I want to be like them, like, it's not just coincidence that the things I admire about their marriage, like, they're following the des- God's design for marriage, and um, I think that's something that really has stuck out to me, because I think there's been times where I've fought so hard against this design, because of what I either see other people doing that right. it, it, you know outside of the church or even sometimes inside the church um, or just what I want to do based on my own opinions and feelings and it's again not coincidence that that doesn't tend to work out very well but it is just cool to see just examples of faithful marriages that have lasted and that um, I don't know that when I look and see what I respect about them if I kind of feel apart like what does their marriage dynamic look like they're following this design, and that yeah. is why it's so beautiful and respectable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here, here's one last thing I'll say about that, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about strong women. Okay. Listen, my wife is a strong woman. Okay. What we aren't talking about here is, you guys know Abby. I, hopefully we can model this. That, that's my hope, okay? And, and hopefully you know that Abby's not sitting around at home going, oh, oh, my handsome husband, and oh, I just almost can't wait for him to get home to tell me what to do because I'm incapable and all that. I mean, man, she's strong. And man, and I, here's what I'll say to you is, is, it's good to marry a strong woman, okay? But guys, it's going to call you to be strong as well, okay? It doesn't give you a license to go, oh, man, but my wife is so strong. Yes, that's a good thing. Okay? This, none of these things that we're talking about is going, hmm, just, just kind of sit back and, you know, sit around and do whatever, be, be so sweet and perfect. You know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, man, the world needs strong women. Okay? Who take this seriously. Well, I was, um, I was thinking in terms of submission, like a lot of what I've wrestled with, you know, especially too much time to think on my hands. <laughs> um, it's just what I grew up yeah. learning. I didn't grow up in the church. Yeah. Right. And a lot of what I was what the roles of women and submission um, was informed by roots yes. secular worldly standards. And I did so much so that I found marriage really attractive and I without even feeling like I was given anything. I had the attitude of the Pharisees without being a Pharisee. So why bother? Why would I get married? What's the 
acquaintance. It took not just, it took seeing the examples in the church. Like studying, yeah, it was wonderful, but seeing healthy marriages, new people who lived it out, it kind of um, redefined mm -hmm. what submission was. Because submission yeah. was like yes. doormat. <laughs> it Absolutely. Was like, you know, I, I grew up watching the burning bed on television. You know, like, yeah, right. there was this whole culture of women have to, having to go into hiding because of these severely abusive relationships yeah. or um, situations where divorce was so rare and women were left destitute when the man decided they didn't yeah. want, you know, so there was a deep-seated <coughs> fear of allowing um, someone to mm. have control of me. And I was trained and discipled to never be in a position to have to rely on a man yes. or to be submissive to a man because that was making me a weaker woman. Yes. And so um, in order for, you know, um, for, in order for me to reach a place of submission, I'm constantly battling those, um, those scars. That's They're right. still there. Absolutely. And I have to sift through that to determine, you know, what, What's, what's really, what's yeah. real here is, you know, and yeah. so, so a lot of times those fears can be irrational. It's hard to sift out, you know, what is from God. And that's why it's, like, I really appreciate you using the scriptures and kind of, you know, kind of reiterating yeah. this redefinition. Here, here's, here's what's crazy is we need each other to walk through this. Yeah. We've got to sit down and talk and get help and to talk through things because, India, thank you for bringing up that point. It's a, you know, in many cases, all of us, men and women, our, our blueprint for how to do life didn't come from the Bible. Mm -hmm. It came from the world. And so it's very important that we identify. And, and I think you did a great job on that, is identifying, going, hold on a minute. This, this definition that turns my stomach, I learned that from the world. And going, wow, this definition, though, is life-giving. You know? And that's such an important principle that we apply with all of these things is continually challenge. Where did my blueprint come from in whatever the situation is? Now let's turn, that's actual repentance. Let's turn to God. And God, how did you say to do it? And that's a, that's a beautiful thing, right? So thanks for sharing that. Um, we're going to go ahead and finish up. We're not done. We're not finished. We're going to go and we're going to continue navigating our way through. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and finish up right now. Mike Salter, you want to pray for us, man? Finish this. Close this fast. Yeah.